When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, and you are back for another day wrap-up. The final day wrap-up of the 2023 NFL Draft it is in the books for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Undrafted rookie free agents. Rumors are already swirling about players that could potentially be added to the Steelers roster that way. Nonetheless, the Steelers had seven total picks. They made all of them. It wasn't necessarily in the order we all thought, but they still did finish with seven new players. And we are going to talk about day three picks right here, right now. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield and Brian Davis. Dave, what's up? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I've been in this chair for seven hours. Woo. It's yes. fun. It's great. I'm glad it's over. I want to know who I can cheer for, who I can dive into. Um, day three, anything that the Steelers got today, I just thought was the cherry on top of the, the wonderful Sunday that we were given the last two days. Agreed. Brian Davis, welcome to the show. What's up? Seattle has two cornerbacks. So do the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, double dip. It kind of what was the what was the kid show that did the song that never ends? What was that? Does anyone remember? No. The this song, is this the is the song. song that doesn't yeah, end. yeah, I've heard it, but I don't remember. I literally felt like today this is the day that never ends. I mean, the Steelers <laughs> picked in the fourth round, and then I felt like it was an eternity until the Steelers picked again in round seven. And it just felt like every time I checked my phone to see where they were and they're in the fifth round and they haven't even gotten to the sixth round, but nonetheless, the Steelers bring home three players starting off round four. Got to keep it in the family, right? Nick Herbig. He is the Steelers pick in round four. Dave, what did you think about that selection? Um, I've, that selection was a name that I knew I had even picked him in some mocks to the Steelers. That was a great place to take him. Um, I was a little bit frustrated that I had to start a breaking news podcast and then stop it and, and start it over because I kept calling in his brother's name. So, um, nasty Nick. So I, I, I still don't know which one's, which the nasty people boys, like, people are like, Oh, it's gotta be the brother <laughs> connection. Remember, <laughs> Big Brother has yet to play a snap with the Steelers, so it's right. not like they're they're completely sold there anyway. So, it, but it, it's a great story. I love that they get to play together, and uh, we'll we'll see exactly how he fits and if he can be that rotational piece on the edge for the Steelers. 
Absolutely. Uh, before we go to Brian, let's get this super chat up here. Steelers Nation Australia, thank you very much. Gives us five dingo dollars. Says, I think I forgot my name during the NFL draft. <laughs> it was that long. Yeah. Uh, we we well, feel your pain. For saying that, re- that day three started in Australia at 2 a.m. on Sunday morning, Shit. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Brian, what did you think about Nate Her- Nick? Not Nate, Nick Herbig in the fourth round. I like another Herbie. Herbie goes to Pittsburgh, part two. You know, the great thing about this is I was watching NFL Network, and they were raving about this guy. They loved this pick and what he can do, the motor that he has. And I've heard people talking about how T.J. Watt has already been coaching him when he was visiting up in Madison. So, you know, this is fantastic stuff. You know, you have a, a guy that's so motivated to be with the Steelers because his brother's there as well. We saw that last year with Connor. I I, I kind of love the fact that you've addressed the depth at that position. You, you have somebody at the edge position. There's some versatility to him from what I understand too. So I really can't wait to see what they do, but there's nobody I was pining for. I was pining for best available and guys that are on their board. And this kind of fits. Yeah. I saw the video of TJ Watt uh, and I put it on Twitter and just shared it and was like, yeah, some guy named Trent Jordan's working with Nick Herbig here. And uh, he's just working on with different, different pass rush moves when he was visiting the university of Wisconsin. So I'm sure he's going to continue that. I did hear about the versatility thing, Brian, where he might be able to flex inside in certain situations. We'll see. I view it this way. Fourth round pick. If he's a, Really good special teams player as a rookie. Yes, that's good. Thumbs up. He makes the team. He participates. He gets that experience, and then we'll see where we go from there. Nonetheless, uh, this is a he's a he's an athlete. He's one of those Wisconsin guys, high motor, as everyone says. You'll love those draft terms. Uh, but Dave, you're doing the depth chart updates for the website. Where are you going to include them? Just with outside linebackers, edge rushers? You oh, absolutely, throw... outside linebacker. Okay, they had. I know they, that's what the coach. Said. I know that's yeah. the coach they had talking they, to the media. They, yeah, they brought out the outside linebackers position coach. He talked about him being there. My question is, I'm still trying to figure out if I should put Demarvin Leal on that depth chart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just because, but I actually threw this out there to the staff. I'm like, oh, he's kind of small as an edge rusher, but a high motor guy. Maybe they want a situational one when they if they want a small reserve edge rusher, they got Herbig. If they want a big edge rusher, yes, slide out layout. Um, I don't know if the Steelers will do that. We'll see. We'll have to see what they have in mind. But uh, there's nothing about that that makes me not like this pick. But I'm I'm gonna put him at outside linebacker. That's where he's gonna stay. I hope he's not another Sutton Smith where he was not quite big enough to play here, there, or whatever. And, and something of that nature. I think if nothing else, he's a, he's a Tyler Medikevich like special teams player. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I don't have expectations that he's the next TJ Watt. I mean, just yeah. cause he went to Wisconsin and just because he's a high motor guy like that, that doesn't mean that he is the next defensive player of the year, especially in the fourth round. Uh, so uh, Brian, any other thoughts about Herbig before we move on to the seventh round picks? They they know him, and so they've had plenty of time to scout him, even though his brother just came into the fold in March. Now, I, I like this, and I'm liking everything that they do, but when I'm hearing on our Slack channel and everybody else liking it, because there's a lot of skeptical people around us, and no one's skeptical on this one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it's a it's a good pick. We'll see how it plays out. 
Nothing is guaranteed on day three, in my opinion. Uh, so let's fast forward now. And before we get to, and I know this is a day three wrap up, and it made me chuckle to myself when all of a sudden in our Slack channel, someone puts in that the Steelers were signing a defensive back named Chandon Sullivan. And I said, oh, is, are the rumors for undrafted free agents starting already? I don't know who this guy is. And like, no, this is a free agent signing. Like what? Like Omar Khan is signing players in the midst of, of day three in the NFL draft. Yes. The Steelers did actually sign. This was before the seventh round. Shandon Sullivan of Minnesota. Uh, Dave knows way more. I, I know he was undrafted uh, from, he went to the Philadelphia Eagles in 2018, I believe. But Dave, you were the one that plugged all that information in. Let the listeners know a little bit about this free agent quarterback that was signed during the draft. Cornerback, cornerback. Got to yeah, make sure I'm, I'm emphasizing. Yeah. He's a slot guy. He is a slot guy based on the snaps that he's played. If you look up the, the, the breakdown at Pro Football Focus. He was undrafted, was with the Packers in 2018. 2019, not with the Packers, sorry, with the Eagles in 2018. 2019 went to the Packers. Spent three seasons in Green Bay, appeared in every game. Had starts, had had 20 starts in his last two seasons there, 10 each season. Then last year he was in Minnesota, played in every game, and had another 10 starts. To me, when you hear 10 starts, that sounds like a sub-package guy. A guy that, if, hey, if they're a nickel to, on the first snap, he gets a start. And if not, he played 900 and some snaps last year in Minnesota. 88% of them were in the slot. Um, there was one year in there he had three interceptions. That wasn't with Minnesota last year. That was with Green Bay in 2021. But last year he had his most tackles, had 60 tackles um, in, in Minnesota. So he that's a guy I think is coming in um, to that could be the slot. Uh, didn't draft a guy. I know there was also the, uh, you know, Jim Wexel likes to say, hey, you bump Patrick Peterson into the inside if you need to and if you have outside guys. But now they have someone else there that, that can fight for that. Why, why not? But between Joey Porter and then this signing and then what was still yet to come, that's that's another big um, depth chart I'm going to have to try to weed through. Yeah, and our, I reached out to our fans for Sports Network, uh, Minnesota Vikings affiliate, and David Stefano, and said, hey, what do you think about this guy? And he said, he sucks. <laughs> I, said, <"Wait> <laughs> I said, hold on, hold on. I said, there's got to be something. He says, no. He said, that guy cost us games last year. There's a reason they didn't want him back after one year. I said, well, that's a bummer. I said, well, I hope it wasn't a, <laughs> if it wasn't a, a big time contract. So that's the report from the Vikings. Uh, Brian, what did you think about the new cornerback? <laughs> if David Stefano says that he sucks, that guy doesn't miss mince words. He has been sending me all kinds of messages about the Steelers draft and everybody that they pick up in free agency. And uh, he has been very cheerful about almost everybody, even the Steelers draft picks, but yeah, this might not sound good, but hey, change of scenery. Let's go with that. There you go. There you go. But I, I still, speaking just to Omar Khan, I was like, man, this guy, he's relentless. I mean, he was picking up players up until the draft, during the draft. You know there's going to be more players signed after the draft. Even I'm not talking undrafted free agents. This dude is leaving no stone unturned, and I'm here for it. I am <laughs> you know what? here for it. Go ahead. Can, can you imagine if he asked you out on a date and you say no? What is what is it with you and, and yeah, Omar Khan and like marriage and dating stuff? He's gonna come after goodness. He's. I know it's as heterosexual as possible, but Brian, we're starting to have some questions. Here. Did like, he go to Wisconsin? Because he's a badger. 
Oh. <laughs> he badgers a lot. I love it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. And with that, as, as Brian would say, with that being said, let's move on with the NFL draft and the seventh round picks. In the first pick of the seventh round, the Steelers selected a cornerback, Corey Trice Jr., another big six foot three corner. Uh, a lot of people had him as someone who could be drafted earlier, but he fell all the way to the seventh. Uh, Dave, what were your thoughts about adding this cornerback late in the draft? Yeah, um, the the kind of the consensus that I saw from some of the Pittsburgh media was what I was thinking after listening to what was being said um, with, with some of the SCN staff, and that is this was a value pick. This was someone you didn't expect to be there in the seventh round. It's your first seventh round pick. There's, grab someone of, of value. Rather than th- this wasn't the flyer pick. This was the, hey, it doesn't matter that we already drafted this yeah. position. Let, let's grab some value and go with it. What about you, Brian? What were your thoughts on this? I love a 6'3 guy. Now, granted, Brian Allen in the fifth round of, I believe, 2016 or 2017, it was the, uh, it was your guy. It was the uh, the center that uh, I can't, I, I can't even remember. Colton Holba. It was that draft. And they drafted that guy. Colin right Holba? Colin, Colin Holba. That's it. And it was, uh, center. He, center? was a long, he was a long <laughs> that dude is a legend. If you ever say that about him again, I swear I'm fine. Colin Holba, you messed up his name and his position. Six round pick, man. Come on, put some respect oh, I'm on sorry. his name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just put him in the more you know and put him in every single uniform he's ever been in. So I know, and I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> He's retired now. Did you know that? His yeah, he, he retired. Said, he's officially retired. I think you have to play to retire, but nonetheless, he's not in the league anymore. Well, so, you know, basically, that guy was a project. This guy does not seem like a project. You know, Wilbar and Betts were going crazy over this guy, and the guys on the NFL Network were loving this pick as well. So, I mean, I don't know what it is, whether, uh, I mean, maybe the guys on NFL Network have to uh, cheer for every pick, but... Wilbar doesn't, Betts doesn't, and no. a 6'3 guy, uh, they really like this guy. I wanted them to double dip. I don't, I gotta honest, be honest with you. Two hours ago, I didn't know his name. I didn't know he existed. Yeah. So um, it could have been Corey Feldman for all I know. So <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like the Feldman idea. Feldman rather than Haim? What's that? You went with Feldman rather than Haim. Really? That's, that's, that's what you're doing with? You had your pick of the Corys, and you went with that one. But Haynes did. He can't play. Feldman at least has a chance to show up. But he won't be sorry. Okay, that's a good point. Touche. Corey and Topanga. There it is. I like your best. We're going, you out of the, we're going off the rails you here. Win. Okay. Um, I want to read this. This came from the BTSE Big Board. And this is in case there are people out there like, who is Corey Trice Jr.? Well, here's a little rundown. I'll read this to you. So bear with me. Trice is a big, long cornerback with physicality to match. Trice does a nice job of rerouting receivers off the line of scrimmage, displaying active hands when playing near the line in press coverage. He is also a well-rounded athlete who provides good, long speed and impressive lateral fluidity. I, uh, this is from Andrew Wilbar. I spoke with one of Purdue's coaches at the NFL scouting combine while Trice was doing his on-field workout, and he felt as if Trice's combine performance would be enough to make people take notice of his game. Most fans do not know about Trice yet, but do not be surprised if he is taken a little earlier than expected on draft weekend. His play down the stretch last season was some of the best amongst all Big Ten defensive backs. So 
a little bit of information about their new uh, cornerback, Trice. Dave, anything to add? Nope. <laughs> it's not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. What about you, Brian? No, that's gonna that's gonna mean something. That you know, there's actually people that are scouting these players, and they actually thought he would go earlier. They got him in the seventh. They kept on. You said it earlier. They kept on saying value pick on this guy. I like a good value. There you go. Eric Askew gave us $5 and it says Korea. That's an inside joke on the message board at behindthesteelcurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. Something about that draft with Colin Holba. I don't know it. I wasn't here for it and it's never <laughs> been explained to me and I haven't cared enough to ask. <laughs> well, thanks for the tip. We appreciate the $5. I wish I could explain the joke. I don't know what it is. Um, so I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back after the break, we are going to go into the second seventh round pick. We'll give our thoughts kind of on the overall draft and, and then we'll wrap things up. So if you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. If you're watching or you're listening in audio form, we'll be right back after a word from these sponsors. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Steeler fans, we are back. Thank you for sticking around. And we are here to talk about the second seventh round pick. You know where they're going to go. It's Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin doesn't have a draft without drafting a Terrapin from the University of Maryland. And that's exactly what they did when the Steelers added Spencer Anderson with the seventh round pick. Now, like I did with Corey Trice, I'll read you a little bit about him because if you're like me, you didn't know this man even existed until you saw the tweet saying that he was the pick for the Steelers. So there's so some strengths strengths and weaknesses of his game. Here we go. Strengths, hardworking center, who gets the most from his ability, fires off the snaps, explosive at the point, and always looks for someone to hit, sets with a wide base, good knee bend, stays square, keeps his head on a swivel, works well with teammates. Weaknesses, not light on his feet, struggles blocking in motion, lacks footwork in space, and cannot slide limited upside overall Anderson is a tough intelligent lineman who plays nasty football yet he's an average athlete he's a small area blocker who has experience of both center and guard which enhances his next level potential he is a 65 309 a 309 pound he had 29 reps on the bench press and a 40 yard dash at 5.18 seconds all right so this is a flexible interior offensive lineman Steelers have a lot of those I don't know, Dave, is this Derwin Gray 2.0, except Derwin Gray wasn't a center, but still, uh, it was a seventh-round Maryland player. What do you think about this addition in the final, the waning moments of the seventh round? Well, I guess he was for hire. I don't know. Spencer? <laughs> um, sorry. I, that, <laughs> wow, that, we probably are. loved that one. <laughs> uh, now, it's, it's a seventh-round draft pick. How many times do I have to keep saying? It's a glorified undrafted free agent that you didn't want to have to worry about them going somewhere else. I talked to Jeffrey Benedict about this a little bit. The thing that stood out with him, other than we could not figure out what position he's actually going to play for the Steelers, they listed him as offensive line. They didn't even put it on their tweet that they put out there because he's played every position on the line except for left guard. 
There's some places that said he's a center prospect. There's some that says he was he played tackle, but he has shorter arms for a tackle. Sounds like Skaronsky when we were talking about in the first round. <sighs> but what Jeffrey liked is that it's, it sounds like one of his biggest attributes is his hand punch, which is very important in Pat Meyer's system of blocking. So to me, this screams of the Steelers saw a prospect out there that they thought what he already brings to the table is something that they're looking for. Don't know if he'll actually be good enough with everything else. Bring him in if he's already got that and see if he sticks. Throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. Brian Davis, thoughts on the uh, Anderson selection? You know, he was uh, on the board enough for them to say, hey, we're going to take him over a Bryce Ford Wheaton at wide receiver, which everybody in the uh, our Slack channel wanted, or a Joey Fisher, which a lot of us wanted, I wanted. also. And he went to San Francisco, so I'm bummed about that. Uh, but you know what? We're going to see them bring other guys in in free agency. I like how Dave puts this. I, Dave last year completely changed my mind on what a seventh-round pick is. And a seventh-round pick is, like he kind of mentioned before, a guy that you want to take as an undrafted free agent, but you don't want to expose him to anybody else. He's the kind of guy that he's in the door, and what he does once he's in the door is up to him. So, you know, hopefully hopefully he'll have a fighter's chance, and he'll get a – you never know what's going to happen – but he was drafted in the NFL. Give him praise for that and see what he does. He might turn heads in camp. And on top of that, if this guy makes the practice squad, we should celebrate it. Like That's really yeah. where we are here. I mean, it, with all the additions they made along the offensive line, both in the draft and especially in free agency, and this guy's got an uphill battle, but if he could find his way onto the practice squad and be a project player, Dave, go ahead. I was just going to say, outside of if they wanted to go quarterback rather than pick up multiple ones in undrafted free agency, what position would that last pick really had a good sh would really have a a better than average shot at making the fifty three man roster because of how the Steelers are so filled out with other players at the positions? I mean, the the Steelers I feel were more full at their positions going into this draft, so. The, the fact that he's not – that you're like, if he only makes the practice squad, that's still pretty good. Yeah, because I think it would have been no, regardless of what position they drafted there. Uh, you know, the thing is, too, and keep this in mind, we always do like to kind of say, well, you know, temper expectations at seventh-round draft pick. And that's true. No. The Steelers have had seventh-round draft picks that have actually made the football team. You look at Trey Norwood. You look at Mark Robinson last Calvin year. Beecham. I mean, Calvin Beecham. That's my favorite. Beecham, yeah, <laughs> I know that's your favorite. And they've had undrafted <laughs> players make the team as well. So there you go. Um, let's go to Tom Muir, who now calls himself Tom Plays Games. He gave us $5, said we took four guys I thought would be great additions to the team. Great draft con and Tomlin. Dave, I started a gaming channel, hence a pick change. All right. Tom's a gamer. Good He's for you. A gamer. Man. There you go. Thanks for the tip. We appreciate it. And thanks for following along, everyone, to our NFL draft coverage this year. It's been, well, it's a labor of love. We'll put it that way. But let's wrap things up here and let's kind of do an overview of what you thought of Omar Khan's first draft. I mean, let's be honest. We all were like, well, you know, I mean, we saw a little bit of free agency last year. You know, Larry Ogunjobi uh, signed, and we saw the trade uh, for Chase Claypool and the Chicago Bears, but he never really had a full free agency. Well, we saw that. Now he's gone through a draft. Brian, what are your thoughts on the Steelers' general manager now that he's gotten over this hurdle? 
I don't like him that much. <laughs> because <laughs> I wanna, love him. I was going to uh, say, say you want to marry him. <laughs> and date him. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I was just saying that how how uh, persistent he is that nobody has a chance when Omar comes in the room. You know, I know I really love the first draft. This was a very good fans draft for fans that, that even casual fans that are, are learning some of these players right before the draft, especially the, uh, the first two days. And then on the second day, people knew who Herbig was, had an idea just because of his brother. But when you look at the entire thing, they went out and, and set to uh, bring in, certain guys at certain positions and they did you didn't really see that inside linebacker that's okay because this was a weak inside linebacker draft but you you got your edge rusher that you wanted to bring somebody in and when you you have so many picks a fourth rounder a, a fifth i mean they don't have a fifth but a fourth and a seventh you might miss on those so i really day three i kind of take with a grain of salt i look a little bit more at that guy that they take in the fourth round and i like it but with the first five picks they've got a potential to go five for five and the the other two are gravy so you if you end this draft at four for seven or five for seven or even six for seven my gosh it's a phenomenal draft it's not 1974 it's not 1971 it's not 1987 it's 2023 and it is really exciting now Let's take the guys on paper that look really good that are flying off the page and see how they fly on the football field. All right, Dave, what are your thoughts on Omar Khan's first draft? Well, there's already some jokes that was going on in the press conference they did afterwards with him, you know, calling him the con artist, things, things like that. I'm, I love the know what you want and do it. Go get it. If you want him, go get it. If you want that pick at 32, take that pick at 32 and don't trade it. You regained that fourth round pick anyway by trading down in the third, and you still got your guy. Man, that that that's what you really have to love. I'm I was so excited after two days because of all the I'm not used to players. The Steelers even drafted guys in the third round that I know. Yeah. And I knew even even through the through the fourth round. I knew I wasn't going to know their seventh round guys. I mean, especially with all the names going into my ears from Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wobar, Jeffrey Benedict, when we were talking about who the Steelers could take. I'm just like, it's just it's the these are names I've never heard of before. I, I don't get how everyone, how some of those guys can, can really know all these prospects. But man, I feel like he he knocked it out of the park. He was aggressive. He was he aggressive, but not reckless. He was wise. And the thing that I think that makes Omar Khan such a genius: surround yourself with the right people to cover any weakness you could possibly have. He's assembled a team, and I like what this team in the front office did for this draft. I think you're right. You're spot on. It's not just Omar Khan. It's the entire front office. You look at his scouting department, which is basically, I mean, it's, it's, they kind of cleaned house and not yeah. clean houses in a, in a sense that they were horrible, but they brought in their guys and that's what he should have done. And that's what he did. And that's pretty awesome. I'm excited to see how these players pan out. Let's go to Evgeny Crosby. who gave us a 499 tip. He said outside of Pickett, not taking a second year jump. What slows down the Steelers? It's a good question. Brian, we'll throw it to you first. What slows down the Steelers? Is it uh, not having the right guys in the right scheme? Because 
they it seems like they have the right guys for their scheme. It's, you know, you know, I know you said other than injuries, really what will slow this team down is if, you know, Matt Canada does not adjust to the players. If the defense is not really ready at defensive back, if Joey Porter doesn't, if Joey Porter Jr. doesn't go ahead and, and pan out, but that's it. But these guys were drafted ahead of, I mean, they were drafted better than you thought than you would get them because look at Joey Porter Jr. He's supposed to be a first rounder. He wasn't. Darnell Washington could have been a first rounder. Keanu Benton should have been early in the second round. So they went up and got all those guys and throw in the fact that Nick Herbig, a lot of people on our Slack channel were thinking they were going to take Nick Herbig with a third pick instead of Darnell Washington. And they were praying that they didn't because they weren't ready. And here's another guy. You take him at four, you're happy. So what's going to slow him down is basically if these guys aren't ready for prime time, if they look better on the page than they actually do in person. Dave, what are your thoughts on the question of what can slow this team down outside of Kenny Pickett not taking a big leap? All right. What could slow down? I hate to say it, but what slows down any NFL team is always what it could really come down to injuries. That's what slows it is going to slow it down. And the thing is, it could be an injury at a position that you didn't even know was that much of a factor. I mean, what really slowed down the Steelers first half of 2022, the TJ Watt injury. I mean, I mean, Yes, they played a tough schedule and everything else as well, but they really couldn't win without him. Yeah. So to me, injuries is always the easy answer. Um, and it's funny. I, do I expect – I want to address the whole notion of the of the Kenny Pickett second-year jump. I don't know that I want – that I expect Kenny Pickett to, to play better. I expect Kenny Pickett to do more. Does that – make sense the way I said it. I want to see more in his repertoire, not him all of a sudden being able to make, you know, these these crazy insane throws. I want to see him be able to come to the line and have a hot read that they said they didn't have and things of that nature. So I'd rather than saying, oh, jump big statistically, I want him to to take a jump in his game of of encompassing more of what you want an NFL quarterback to do as they gain more experience. Um, and, and it might not necessarily show up in the statistics, but outside of Kenny Pickett, not jumping with that, let's just, you know, I hope the, the last of their answer, other than injury, I know I'm rambling. I'm going to say is age on the defense. If age catches up on the defense to some players uh, that could, that, that could be something else, but I'm going to be, um, always optimistic. I'm going to go West and be that king of wishful thinking. And I'm ready to chug through breaking this down between now and training camp, because I'm even more excited about this season coming up now after this draft. Uh, Snowman gives us $2. Thank you. Snowman says, uh, is the BTSE website changing? No, no, that site still exists. Still there. Um, we were just told that we're no longer at our podcasting network is no longer a part of Behind the Steel Curtain or SB Nation and Vox. Therefore, we are Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. So uh, kind of two separate entities, yet still intertwined at the same time. 
it's a very weird and unique uh recipe we'll put it that way so but no website's still there still exists so all right good stuff guys uh didn't want to spend a ton of time folks if you want a complete breakdown of the draft i mean buckle up i mean you're going to get that for the coming weeks because that's that's what everyone on our network is going to talk about uh whether it's bad language on monday i know my let's ride i'm going to have roy countryman on who's an nfl draft guy who's also contributed to our steel city insider podcast get his breakdown on the draft folks we're going to have so much coverage those two shows i just mentioned bad language and my let's ride are only on the audio side so if you're watching on facebook twitter youtube you won't get it so you got to find us wherever you get your podcast go to any of your major platforms apple podcast google play stitcher anchor pandora you name it spotify if i missed that one Search Steel Curtain Network. That's it. Follow us there, and you'll get all those shows, including all the audio of all these shows as well. Dave, final thoughts. Go ahead. Final thoughts. I want to remind people. I said this before, but we say, "Hey, go go to these places. Find our find our podcast and subscribe." Sometimes you hear subscribe and you don't realize you think of pay. It's not pay. It's free. Just go there, subscribe, get all our stuff. My final thoughts are. We should be getting to 90 players very soon with the Steelers roster. They could even sign so many um, undrafted free agents that they might have to even cut some veteran players, some of their future contracts. It depends on how many they sign. But it's going to be shaped up. And then we'll have so much more to be ready for for the 2023 season that there won't be, well, who are they going to get in the draft? Who are they get in free agency? It'll be so much more settled. Will the Steelers still add somebody? They have the last two years. Think of Larry Ogunjobi in the summer. Uh, think of you know picking up someone um, in, during the preseason. Yes, but we'll really be able to dive into what this team can do for 2023, and that's what excites me more than anything. Because as fun as the draft is, you can you can analyze it and look and know everything about it going into it. It's really about making your team better on the football field come september and that's what it's all about let's get that focus on september right now all right brian final thoughts that sophomore leap is going to be huge for the pittsburgh steelers and if that all comes together and you throw these guys in your roster looks a whole lot better and you have so many less questions going into the regular season in the training camp and everything else because you don't have you already have some questions answered about the quarterback situation. Now you're adding, now you're protecting that quarterback. Now you're adding a lot of depth. This team is in very good shape because they weren't desperate coming in, because of what they did during free agency. You've got to be really excited about it and I would be shocked if you're not. If you're not excited about the leap that they took from 22 to 23, then you're an eternal pessimist. And that's not bad. We need pessimists in this world. But the optimist in the world, like me, is going to say, man, I much rather would be in 2023 than I was in 2022. Well said, gentlemen. Both of you, Dave, Brian, thank you so much for your hard work this weekend. Um, like I said, it's a labor of love. We love the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's the the crux of Fans First Sports Network, which is what we're a part of, is that we are fans. We're not these media members that have to kind of walk this fine line of neutrality. No, it's not us. We want the Steelers to win. We root for this team. We follow this team just like you do. And we also want to pledge that we're going to know just as much as those other people that we just mentioned. They can't say that they're fans, but they're probably fans. So I hope that you stick with us all throughout the summer. 
and the rest of the spring and then definitely during the season because I think it's going to be a special one. So make sure you check us out. But Dave, one last time for the draft, 2023 drafts in the book. Why don't you send us out? Hey. See you, everybody. Everybody else gets a little tight.